You are listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Testudo, my friends, welcome to the Pure Opelka podcast. Yeah, we're going to knock out a full podcast today, try and share with you something a little bit longer than the two-minute drill, which, by the way, thank you for supporting either on the Mojo 50 platform with Doc Thompson and Brad Staggs or on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all those places. It's appreciated. Anyway, I've been busy. Not just the holidays, but busy with my pal Angie Austin. We do a morning show from 6 to 9 each and every weekday morning. You can find it at angieandmike.us. Angieandmike.us. Just check us out, would you? Tell your friends. I've also been working on uh, something else that's yet to be announced, but stay tuned. So here we are, less than a week away from Christmas Eve, and uh, Santa Claus is delivering so many goodies already. Like the madness of Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews, the elder statesman, the doddering dotard of MSNBC, is speculating that Donald Trump may resign the presidency before the end of the year in order to end the Robert Mueller investigation. And why? Why would Donald Trump resign the presidency? Well, according to Matthews, It would be to protect the last two dominoes yet to fall. He's talking about Don Jr. and Ivanka Trump. This is what he said on uh, Monday night. Where earlier Mueller subjects have given Trump up, these two lack the option to do that. They can hardly testify against their father, which brings the country to the reckoning. If the prosecutor will not be stopped and the kids will not fall to him, we see the president's adult children heading to prison. But what if the prosecutor were to offer the president an alternative? What if he were to say he would let the children walk if the old man does the same? They get to go scot-free if he's willing to take the Agnew way out. That would mean giving up the presidency in exchange for acquittals all around, not just for himself, but for all his kids. You say this won't happen? Then what will? Will the Trump kids avoid indictments? Will they turn state's evidence? Will Trump allow them to be convicted and sentenced? Could he get away with pardoning them when they have evidence to bring against him? No. The reckoning in the American saga, this one, may come down to the solution faced by prosecutors and Richard Nixon's twice-chosen vice president. Leverage the office while you still have it. Interesting, but wrong. I go back to the very first year of Donald Trump's presidency, Chris Matthews. The year when we had the news media still stinging from Hillary Clinton's loss and they were not going to give Donald Trump a break on any day ever. This is a montage not put together by me. It's out on the Internet. You can find it. Supercut of all of the mass media claims that Donald Trump's presidency was doomed, that the walls were caving in on him that everything was going to fall apart. And mind you, this is just from the president's first year, from 2017. 
Breaking news. A bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. The beginning of the end. And breaking news. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. The call for impeachment. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. The beginning of the end of the Trump presidency. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. There's the beginning of the end today. It's the beginning of the end. It reminds me a lot of the last days of Nixon. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? This is unbelievable. This is remarkable. Have you ever seen anything like this his presidency is crippled december 1st 2017 you can mark it down this is the day that everything changed the day that everything changed really msnbc and again that was one year the very first year of the trump presidency and yet at the end of the second year despite the 92 percent negative coverage from the mainstream media donald trump's approval numbers are where Barack Obama's approval numbers were at the same point in his career as president. But the media attacks were not stopping after the first year. In fact, the bombshell, the beginning of the end, the whole thing, it continued. Here's another montage from 2018. Now think about it again. Donald Trump gets up every morning trying to get his mind around protecting us keeping the country safe, making sure that uh, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, they're all getting what they need and America is safe and running. And all he gets from the media is a relentless attack like this one. Again, this is just from 2018. The beginning of the end. 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 In fact, if this were a football game, we're in the third quarter. May even be the beginning of the end. We begin tonight with a bombshell. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble. Trump is in trouble. The president will resign. Another hour, another bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going down. This president could be impeached. I do not think the president will serve out his term. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way. No how. Breaking news. Absolute bombshell. I think Donald Trump is in trouble. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's over. It's over. The wall's closing in. The wall's closing in. This is going to be the Achilles heel. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest tipping point for the Trump administration. What a historic day. The bombshells, uh, they fell. It's entropy and it's crumbling internally. 
he's underwater. He feels the walls closing in. Could his testimony be a turning point? We may be at a tipping point. It's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is a bombshell. It is a bombshell. I am beginning to resent the word bombshell. Yeah, I am too, Rachel Maddow. Of course, that montage of media personalities, meaning people from Hollywood, like Tom Arnold is in there, you can hear him. Michael Avenatti's in there. Uh, Maxine Waters, reclaiming my time, is in there. And the host of cable news anchors and pundits who have decided Donald Trump must go. And they decided this after we, the people, elected him president. They didn't like what we did, so they want it changed. And now, after two years, untold tens of millions of dollars, taxpayer dollars, into the Mueller investigation, we are still without a result. So they're calling for the president to resign because they convicted him back in November of 2016. I'm sorry, guys. That's not how this works. All right, let's change gears. Well, change lanes a little bit from the president and the attacks on him to a guy I think wants to be the president. Yes, I know the Democratic field's going to be very, very, very crowded, and we're about to hear the first few names throw their hats into the ring. I think Tulsi Gabbard is going to be the first official. All the rest have just said they're flirting with it. But I think... This guy, I think this guy is going to make a run at the White House. And it's going to surprise you. I still hold by my prediction from a few weeks ago that Michelle Obama will end up being the Democratic ticket. And I don't know who her VP will be, but she'll be atop the Democratic ticket. And uh, I think this guy could be a VP candidate or he might be a presidential candidate himself. This is James Comey giving us a hint that he might be a 2020 candidate. So another day of Hillary Clinton's emails and the Steele dossier. This while the president of the United States is lying about the FBI, attacking the FBI and attacking the rule of law in this country. How does that make any sense at all? Republicans used to understand that the actions of a president matter, the words of a president matter, the rule of law matters, and the truth matters. Where are those Republicans today? Hmm, where are those Republicans today? Listen closely as he tells us where they are, and then he throws himself in front of the crowd as a possible 2020 candidate. At some point, someone has to stand up and in the face of fear of Fox News, fear of their base, fear of mean tweets, stand up for the values of this country and not slink away into retirement, but stand up and speak the truth. Wait a minute. Isn't he supposedly slinking away into retirement? I think Comey gave us a big hint at what he is planning on doing. I think that was a very big hint. However, he still refuses to... uh, answer questions about whether or not he leaked anything. This was asked of him yesterday at the same moment he gave us that slink back comment. 
the Bureau. Was there a spill of classified information when you shared those memos? <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to talk about something like that. Well, that's important to talk about whether classified information was mishandled. Whether you think it is or not, I'm not going to talk about it one way or another. Whether you think it's important or not, I'm not going to talk about it one way or another. That's James Comey telling us that he's only going to tell us what he wants to tell us. Once again, playing the same games he's played in the past. Was there a spill of classified information? Wasn't me. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about something like that. Wasn't me. I'm not going to talk about it one way or another. Wasn't me. But that damage has nothing to do with me. One of the great things about doing a podcast and a radio show is I get to talk to some of the smartest people in the conservative media sphere. And one of those is someone you should follow. Emily Zanotti is her name. She's over at the Daily Wire, dailywire.com. I talk to Emily almost each and every week, and I love to go through her stories with her. And fortunately, she's carved out a little time today. So we'll get into it with our buddy, the one, the only, Emily Zanotti. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you? I'm good. Are you ready for uh, next week's Christmas event? Uh, I have a few things to pick up, but I'm pretty well ready. I'm surprising myself with how ready I am this year. I'm I'm not even close. <laughs> Every year, I just I kind of write it out. And we're we're traveling on Christmas Day. Do you guys travel? No, I travel over Thanksgiving. Like, we switch off every holiday, so we traveled over Thanksgiving this year. So I get to spend Christmas in my own home, which is, like, the best. That's good. Very good. Well, we'll be flying on Christmas morning. I'm oh. hoping nobody else will be at the airport. I just <laughs> TSA says there's going to be 40 billion people traveling uh, yeah. between this Friday and New Year's. So. I'm hoping let's get into some of the stuff you're covering. I saw a headline yesterday in the uh, Emily Zanotti byline file that said Donald Trump has found a new group of people to offend. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out he's offended real witches, like as real as you can get in terms of witches. But, you know, he's all, he, for the last year or so, when he's been talking about the Mueller investigation, he's been talking about a witch hunt, quote unquote, a witch hunt. And of course, the RNC talks about it. His allies talk about it. Well, somebody went out and asked real, quote unquote, witches how they felt about it. And it turns out they don't like it. They get triggered by the fact that he is uh, referring to the witch hunt. That's a very difficult time in their history. They, they are triggered by memories of being burned at the stake, so they don't like when he says witch hunt. They also don't think he understands exactly what a witch hunt is. <laughs> I, I love it where we have a group of people who believe in their heart of hearts that they are capable yeah. of saying things like wire, briar, limber, lock, and then casting a spell on somebody, and that's going right. to work. But they- they're mad at someone saying the words witch hunt. Can they do anything? Right. Can they sue the president or file an injunction? You know what? Right now they've said that they don't feel like they need to do anything. He's digging himself his own hole, of course, because they're all a bunch of lefties. Uh, but they have in the past. 
cast a hex on him. In fact, they tried to cast a hex on Brett Kavanaugh and keep him off the Supreme Court, but, you know, it didn't work. So I I don't know how powerful of witches they are. I don't want to tempt them, but uh, I don't know how powerful they really are. Wow. They may be the least effective witches ever. I just... I just don't see, I wonder if there's any humor in the life of these witches. I, can, can they even uh, grasp it? Uh, and, and as if that wasn't bizarre enough, the, mm-hmm. the headline about former New York City mayor, often rumored presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg, had me just saying, really, they can't <laughs> see this? Let's get into this one. Sure. So Michael Bloomberg wanted to demonstrate climate change for the citizens of London, as if they already don't understand temperature goes up and down. So he had he went to Greenland. He worked with an artist and they went to Greenland and they found 24 chunks of Arctic ice flow. And they used a private plane with a very special little hook on the bottom to transport 24 chunks of ice from Greenland to London so they could melt in London. <laughs> so he, he flew from his compound yeah. wherever he, he's got several homes all around the world. He flew from right. one of his private homes via private plane to yeah. Greenland or ice Greenland and had another Greenland. aircraft that he hired pull these giant chunks, 24 of them, up from right. the waters and then delivered them to London and put them on display. I, I He probably didn't he deliver them. He had to be on a separate plane. On a separate yeah. plane. So probably 20, 25 trips, yeah. 25 trips? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And when he put them in on display in London, he had to have, probably have them trucked in. Right. Right. And London has. Yeah. The amount of carbon that was that was uh, just spit out into the atmosphere over a demonstration on climate change is absolutely crazy. When we calculated a conservative estimate, it was at least as much as seven American homes emit in one year. Just for this one little. Just for yeah. one little egomaniacal display that Michael Bloom. Right. Now, I'm telling people he is going to run. He may not run as a Democrat. He will probably have more effect as an as a Democrat. But uh, as he's now registered again as a Democrat. But this guy's right. got tens of billions of dollars and could do easily what Donald Trump did and, and yeah. fund his own campaign. So, Wow. Mm-hmm. What an amazing story. And nobody gets the idea of the hypocrisy of this. Does anybody call them out? Did nobody involved in the actual, I mean, obviously people watching these things melt all over London are like, yeah, we get what climate change does. Like the climate, it changes and ice melts because it's warm here. Um, but he just seems to be very, very proud of this little display that he's made. And it doesn't seem to occur to him at all how much carbon he's actually like put out into the atmosphere to get these icebergs into London just to melt. This makes Al Gore's, this makes Gore's electric use at home seem like nothing. 
You know, (laughs) this is amazing how stupid this. I will give a Bloomberg credit when he was mayor of New York. And even after he was mayor of New York, he went into his own pocket and told people uh, he didn't tell him he did it quietly. He would pay for uh, the patch or whatever treatment you needed to quit smoking because he believed Mm -hmm. in it. And I think that was a very noble cause. And he did that. And it was wonderful. But this kind of stuff just makes me crazy and makes me yeah. not I shift gears. Why won't anyone perform at the Super Bowl halftime show? <laughs> so it turns out we have actually no idea who's performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. Everyone said that Maroon 5 is supposed to be the, the act that's going, but they have not confirmed. And apparently they've been asking around, trying to get people to perform with them, and nobody will because they're so afraid of the social justice warriors they don't want to anger anybody who might think that Colin Kaepernick, of course, belongs on the field in the Super Bowl. So all of these celebrities have basically turned down saying that they're too afraid to get onto the stage in the Super Bowl halftime show because Colin Kaepernick still doesn't play in the NFL. So the kneeler not playing the, in the NFL is, has got people shaking and quaking in their boots and not confirming right. the guy, the sex string quarterback who walked away from a one-year extension at the San Francisco 49ers was never picked up because nobody wants him on at their team. Uh, and so because he's still out there as a free agent, I guess they, they won't be, they won't be performing at the halftime show. I, I cannot believe we are bowing and, and scraping at the feet of the social justice warriors and it's now gotten to the point where the Oscars can't be hosted and the the halftime show at the Super Bowl won't happen. What's next? Right. What's, ne- what's really what's next, people? Okay, I've got a minute left, Emily Zanotti from the Daily Wire. What are you watching today and do you think Flynn walks? I think Flynn walks. I, uh, I think it'll be a really interesting day to see what happens, but I honestly feel like Flynn walks today. I... I don't see a lot of these indictments going very far. I know that people have been counting on them, but I I would be surprised if we have anything other than Flynn headed home today. Thank you, Emily Zanotti from The Daily Wire. Follow her on Twitter, E.M. Zanotti. She will not disappoint. And uh, depending on when you're listening to this, we recorded it before the Flynn decision came down. So if she was right, she's a genius. If she was wrong, it's a travesty of justice. You know we love history on the show, and so I like to stop and dive into some of the things that happened on this day back in the day. For example, December 18th, 1620, the Mayflower docked at Plymouth Harbor. Fast forward to uh, 1777. And the United States celebrated the first National Day of Thanks, in essence, the real origins of our Thanksgiving. And this was following our victory over the British in the Battle of Saratoga. On this day in 1865, slavery officially abolished in America as the 13th Amendment was ratified by enough states to make it official. On this date, 1915, President Woodrow Wilson married his second wife, Edith. She was a socialite and apparently a direct descendant of Pocahontas. Are you listening, Elizabeth Warren? 
Edith often sat in the Oval Office when Wilson was doing business. While that seemed rather controversial, the real controversy about First Lady Edith Wilson happened after Woodrow Wilson had a stroke. She became the face of the administration. She actually read his mail, and there were rumors that she may have signed his name to some of the bills. Was Edith Wilson really the first female president of the United States? And on this date in 2010, it's generally accepted that the beginning of the Arab Spring started in Tunisia. And this was a a movement that swept across the Middle East, predominantly in pro-democracy uprisings in Muslim countries like Tunisia, Morocco, Syria, Libya, Egypt, and Bahrain. And it started the day after a fruit vendor set himself on fire. His name was Mohamed Bouazizi, the 26-year-old man, set himself on fire in front of the uh, government building in a small town in Tunisia. And that's the flashpoint that began the Arab Spring that led through uh, the entire year, pretty much, beginning in the spring of 2011, but started in December of 2010. Since we're doing some of the old school podcasting stuff, we should do a word of the day, shouldn't we? Yeah, a word of the day. Why don't we say today's word of the day, a Jeopardy word, taxonomy. Taxonomy, frequently heard not in conjunction with paying taxes, but with biology. It's the branch of science that's concerned with classifying things, organisms, if you will. Taxonomy, it's a noun, a scheme of classification. So if you want to know about something or if you know the, the classification of a, a plant or a species, that is known as the taxonomy of that plant or species, of course. Now use taxonomy correctly three times today and it is yours for the rest of your life. Till next time, testudo, my friend. Testudo. <laughs>